Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Back at it here again today on this glorious Friday, and this this may not be official name going forward, but I actually just blanked out on what I was going to call it, so it was the... What was it? The Rapid Fire Friday raid, maybe? Um, trying to do something, you know, kind of Viking themed. But let me know if you have any thoughts or ideas. Kind of doing a weekly episode where I just jot down a bunch of notes from life and we just rapid fire through them. So if it tells you anything in my notes, I have it as Monday Fun Day. If that tells you anything, how my recording schedule has gone. So first off, first and foremost, we have the monkey tail trend. Say what? The monkey tail trend? Yeah. You might be saying, what do you mean the monkey tail trend? I mean the monkey tail beard tr- um, beard style or trend. So if you don't know what this is, basically picture someone with a beard. Now shave one side off. Now I'll go on the opposite side and disconnect. Basically shave the connection of your mustache. So if I save the right side of my beard off to my chin, basically not all the way to my chin, but like just on my cheek, and then I shave the left corner of my mouth so my mustache doesn't connect to my beard on my left side, and then kind of trim it up so it follows my jawline, so it's not down on my neck or too far up on my cheek, kind of clean it up. What does it look like a monkey tail? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to, unless you're driving, pull out your phone right now, just Google monkey tail beard, and it'll come up. It has... It's something that, it's like a blurb that came up on the internet. I'm like, whatever, it's a funny joke. And then, like, I saw more and more pictures, kept seeing this meme, and I was like, what in the world? Yeah. So, just, I mean, 2021, it's the year that keeps on giving and outdoing, keeps setting the bar that much higher. You thought 2020 was wild enough. Well, 2021 kicked it off with some crazy stuff that we already covered, but in a light, more lighthearted news, the monkey tail beard trend was wild is one of them uh one i'm not going to be participating in now if i come to a point where i'm going to shave my beard you know while you're in the process of shaving you shave it into fun stuff so i might do that i might shave shave in the monkey tail grab a picture and then finish shaving it off so something else that's not necessarily super i guess it is current but it's been going on for a while but it's something that i saw this last fall and it just kind of stuck in my brain. You know how sometimes you think, ah, it's going to be a passing thought. And then, and then you see other places like, man, that is just so dumb. You need to air it out. It is the undershirt tail hanging out. So you heard the undershirt, the undershirt shirt tail hanging out, um, in a football uniform. So you know how football uniforms are super tight nowadays. Well, when you wear an undershirt, well then that shirt tail sticks out. So you have about six to eight inches of that shirt tail just flying out. Kind of looks like a stupid little tutu or skirt in my personal opinion. But I saw this, I was at a high school football game and the best player on one team, small, small, small town football. That's what he, so first of all, he had all the armbands and these, you know, he had the cool socks and whatever. And then, but, and they wore black uniforms. Now his, but the biggest thing was he had a white undershirt and that shirt tail hung out. And it wasn't like, like, look, this happens sometimes throughout the game. Your jersey gets pulled up or your shirt, you know, comes out and all of a sudden it's like hang out and that's just how it is. And you usually don't take time to fix it in game because it could be too much of a mess and you're in the middle of play, you're focused, you may not even know what happened. And that's, that's one story, but to come out of the locker room, start from the first quarter, first kickoff. And it's just like that. First of all, it just looks stupid. All right. Call me an old man here for being like, 
I don't understand untucked shirts. This is a very specific situation. I don't really like tucked shirts because I had to do it my entire childhood at private school. But this, to me, this is a different situation because it's just one, one, it looks stupid. You look like you're wearing a tutu uh, or just like some dumb mini skirt. It also, a lot of times, unless it's like color matched to uniform, like it wasn't, it also makes you stick out like a sore thumb. And in that case, a small town football, for those of you who aren't acquainted with small town football, you get one guy who's pretty good, pretty, either he's like really fast or just really tall or what hat, or, you know, just, you get a quarterback who's just really good it's like guess what they can kind of carry your team and the game plan begins like contain that guy shut him down and it's they're just like a regular football team right so if it's not like your quarterback but say it's you know uh, a skill player like a running back slash receiver type guy because you'll play a lot of different things you can play several different positions like this kid was and then it becomes okay i gotta find you gotta find number 24 you know whoever oh, i gotta find number 24 find number 24 right and so part of that, you don't really take this into serious account, but in general, everyone kind of looks the same. Now, when you're out there, you can kind of tell, but also when it's going fast. But when you are, everyone's in all black uniform, and then one kid has a bright white, plain white shirt, t- little mini skirt tutu. I'm calling it a tutu. A tutu. The football tutu is stupid, okay? <clears throat> has, has that little football tutu that's bright white. It's like, ah, know where you are and it's super easy to track you now you put him in motion it's fine he's the only one so strategically it's it's something it's a it's a pitfall you don't want to do that because you can end up in trouble if you do that so the football skirt or the football tutu is dumb for multiple reasons and should not be a thing there's nothing cool about it so sometimes trends catch fire and it's just like i don't know like the crop top one was a little bit more understanding because it made it harder to grab because you couldn't grab under the jersey, but also it was an excuse for your eyes to show off their abs and their stomachs. And I'm like, all right, this is just helping your vainness. But it is what it is, right? This other one is the roller rink drug commercial. This one, unfortunately, is a video that I can put a link to. And I've, I've been on the fence whether I was going to play it for you or not. I just, I was like, ah, I don't know because. But honestly, I think it's I think it's well I think it's that good that you don't even have to see it to really understand it. Uh, you can just kind of listen to it. Now I do recommend you go watch this video. Like I said, I'll put the link in the description so you can go and watch this if I, if you haven't seen this already. But uh, we're gonna get this playing. Give me a second, get this queued up. So here we go. Make sure this is loud enough. All right. Some drugs. The first one is free. Want to check out my van? I got some candy. Hey, kid. Want to join our gang and spray paint under a bridge? No! No! Bug off, man! I'm going roller skating! Unplanned pregnancy. I say no to meth. 
ends with I say no to meth kid. So I hope I hope you can hear that okay. I hope you enjoyed that. That is become one of my all-time favorite videos. It's a roller rink commercial of Reno, Nevada from the early 2000s and the guys, you know, keeping your kids off the street since 1999 and I love the angle he plays on it. So I don't know if you could you obviously can't tell but the last guy was like, "Hey, you want to join our gang and go spray paint under a bridge?" He's like 98 years old with his his two friends who are also 95 and like 91 asking this 10 year old. And then just, there's so many great things about this, you know, roller skate today, go to college tomorrow. (laughs) Like you want to talk about something you never thought a connection, you never thought there would be a connection with it's all right. If I roller skate today, go to the roller rink instead of go do crack, then I'll go to college. And it's like, yeah, you could also make a peanut butter sandwich and read a book instead of go do some crack, and you probably uh, probably keeps your chances exponentially greater going to college. But uh, there's so many good parts. I don't have a favorite, but I just love pointing out some of the best parts. And so it's all the kids. It's like I say no to drugs. I say no to meth. I you know I say no to strangers. And then they and then they insert all these kids are like seven. Well, then they insert like a. 16 year old kid who's huge first of all he's like 6'1 like 220 probably but not like built he's kind of chubby and not that this really matters but I'm just trying to give you a good visual if you are not going to watch the video and he goes I say no to unplanned pregnancies like it's all these high-pitched voices I say no to this I say no to that I say no. I say no to unplanned pregnancies and it's like whoa and then this whole thing's about drugs and gangs and everything, and then it just throws in unplanned pregnancies. Like, I'm saying no to that. I don't know. Where my mind goes with this one is, like, you know, obviously, the number one preventer of unplanned pregnancy is literally not having sex. People see that as unreasonable. It is what it is, right? Secondarily, though, there are plenty of methods of birth control. There's female condoms. Oddly enough, there's male condoms, which are normally what we think of when we think of condoms. Yeah, those have a, a certain failure rate. Then you have the birth control. You have IUDs, all this stuff. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, it is so easy to go on birth control. And yes, birth control can fail. And if that happens, then see that as God kind of override. That's a manual. That's God's manual override of saying, no, 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 this was meant to happen. I know you think you can stop it, but guess what? I'm God and these things fail sometimes. And, you know, we have to accept it. But... Just saying no to unplanned pregnancy. What I imagine is this kid not taking any precautions, not using any protection, not doing anything like uh, not not taking any precautions at all. Just having having fast and loose sex and then but then just finishing it off with saying I'm saying no to an unplanned pregnancy so you won't get pregnant. (laughs) And then it's like and then he leaves (laughs) and it's like uh what just happened? It's like yeah no I just I just have to say no to it and then it's then it's not planned or I say I planned this the whole time and bada bing bada boom not planned. That's the clever way around it but I don't know I just pictured this kid thinking that he can literally just like Michael Scott status you know I declare bankruptcy type situation but um to unplanned pregnancy i'm saying no to unplanned pregnancy all right let's go get laid tonight and (laughs) and um i'll save some money on some birth control stuff well 
<laughs> so so that's that. I hope you enjoyed that, and it may not be worth the listen here, but the link's in the description. Go check it out. Oh, hilarious. It's on the subreddit, Unexpected, one of the best pages. Honestly, lately it's been straight fire. So it's like where you know you see something, you're like, all right, this starts happening, and then a lot of times it's at the tail end, M. Night Shyamalan style, and there's a twist thrown on it, but not all the time. So next up, we got Andy Reid. Uh, there's this post from Sports Center of a few quotes. Basically, Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, is a formerly the coach once upon a time of the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, God bless that man. Now he got a Super Bowl ring. He is a national treasure, though. He, him, and like you know, you know how people love Philip Rivers, Rivers mic'd up because of all his because uh, he doesn't cuss or anything, so he uses all these fun euphemisms, and he sounds like an angry fourth grader. I love it. I, I appreciate it, but I love it because, you know, in some ways you have to be a little more creative. So this was a sports center post from, oh, it's been a couple days now, almost a week. <laughs> so it's after they won the Super Bowl. I'm going to go get the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen. Might be a double. That's your post game comment. Love it. Then there's a video of him dabbing. Nobody cares. So then after, also after winning the Super Bowl, I didn't spend the night with the trophy. I spent it with my trophy wife. Boom. Talk about some brownie points. Talk about, look, if anyone could declare say, and say no actively to unplanned pregnancy and it works, it's Andy Reid. Like, who are we kidding? And then they, this is flashback to week before, two weeks before when they won the AFC championship. They asked him how he celebrated. He goes, I had a cheeseburger and went to bed. Andy Reid, the GOAT. He... <laughs> All he needs is a good burger, and that is celebration enough. For you don't need a cigar and champagne and a wild night apartment. Let's go to In and Out. Let's go to Whataburger. Let's go wherever you know the burger stop. I, that's honestly what I want to know. I wonder what Andy Reid's go to burger places. So obviously, there's probably like a local cool place, but. Generally, though, we all kind of have like our fast food preference, right? Like for me, it's probably Whataburger. I think, yeah, you pay more, but your quality, you are paying for that quality. Kind of like Chick-fil-A, and you're just paying for that quality. It's toasted buns, big, thick, juicy burgers. Like it's, I mean, Whataburger is also kind of in a lot of ways everything that's wrong with America. If you want to talk about like supersizing and getting bigger where like your medium drink is like a root 44 and you're like, oh, <laughs> you get a large and it's a half gallon type situation. That's Whataburger. But nonetheless, I would love to know Andy Reid. So Andy Reid, if you ever listen to this for some crazy reason, maybe I should put you in the title. So maybe you will, or someone who knows him will. And they could tell us what's your go-to burger place. So let's talk like all-time favorite burger place. And it can be local. And, and if we need to break it up by city or region, because sounds like this guy eats a lot of burgers. So I'm sure he's a connoisseur. And then secondarily, like, all right, when it's like fast food, like you just, and, and, and you need a burger and you're anywhere in the country. And it's like, all right, my go-to, you know, it's, McDonald's, it's Whataburger. Whataburger's not everywhere, you know, but if you're local here to Oklahoma, it's Brahms, you know, not not really, though. They're not the best, but like I said, Whataburger, you know, and so there are some regional stuff or in and out or whatever, what, whatever it may be, that's what I would want to know. But anyways, moving on. Oh, this is an interesting one. I didn't realize I was, I was just jotting down all these notes like crazy, so didn't really plan to have some political, but we won't dive in too deep. Realization I came to is that AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is the left's Trump. Now, this one I could feel like I could get a lot of contention with or 
a lot of pushback on or a lot of argument on. And it's like, we could get into the details. Devil's always in the details, but just in a general sense. Cause I sat back and I thought about it and I was, I don't remember if I heard it from somewhere or it just kind of hit me because people, someone was talking about, you know, what Trump does. And I was like, AOC does all those same things. So let's break it down. Super inflammatory language, always talking hyperbolically, always talking like the world is coming to an end, always invoking people are dying, saying that basically the other side are devils and talking about how, you know, recently she calls for resignations. She she calls for um, she she says things like, oh, I don't have to be sometimes it's more important to be morally right than factually true or accurate. It's not the exact quote there, but it's something like that. It was some straight up nonsense that nobody questioned sitting there getting interviewed in like a theater in front of people on this panel. And she said that and they're like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Just nodding. Sounds good. I'm like, well, that's just dumb as some of the, you know, as as Trump retweeting a Babylon B article thinking it's real. Right. And because everyone's kind of stupid. So I don't know. I just look at that. I'm like, she's kind of the same. She gets a lot of, you know, honestly, she's probably the most popular politician in terms of who the right hates in a lot of ways or all the conservative news outlets. It's like she says something and you see it on every headline, every outlet um, on the right. And they are just thrashing her, right? Everything. Now, I would... I agree in some sense that she says a lot of dumb stuff, but then sometimes I'm like, feels like uh, really pulling a mainstream media to Trump relationship here where every little thing he says, we we dissect to the nth degree, and that's what happens. So that's my quick case for why AOC is the Democratic or the left side, um, less version of Trump that no one will probably ever agree with, but we can move on, right? We're just with this rapid fire raid Friday. And we're just rapid fire Friday. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Oh, this was also an interesting thought. So I'll just read the note verbatim. All backup QBs have a career as a Victoria's Secret store manager because they wear that little earpiece on the sideline. And I was watching football, you know, and what is the, what does the backup guy always have? He always, he always has, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's that black cord and it goes up to that little, it's a, it's a hard plastic earpiece where it has the little speaker and then it has like the half circle that goes around the back of your ear. And so it's like a super rudimentary and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I'm like, man, I never really thought much about it. Then all of a sudden, once again, it just hit me. I was like, you know who, I was like, who else wears those? And I was like, it's like department store people in the mall. And specifically, I went to Victoria's Secret because there's a funny Jim Gaffigan joke where he's like, he's like, you go to Victoria's Secret or you see the ads and you think it's filled with all those angels in lingerie and you go there and it's actually um, middle-aged, middle-aged angry women running around on earpiece going underwear, underwear, underwear. And it's a really funny joke. But so that's why I kind of defaulted to there, but also, I mean, comedic effect. Let's be honest here, folks. But seriously, it's like, look, if, you, if you're if you a backup QB and it doesn't pan out, you get released, and you're like, man, I'm needing a job. You know what you can say? You can be like, look, I have all the experience standing over here, managing things, taking orders from the earpiece, barking into the earpiece. Or I've worn one of these earpieces so long, I have imprints on my ear. I just wear it for fun sometimes. Now it's just a fashion accessory. Boom, hired on the spot, guaranteed. They don't even need to see a resume. Honestly, your resume could, or your cover letter could just be you with the earpiece on the sideline, and then you just you just put in how many times you've worn it, or how long you've you know how many years you spent at that position. Guaranteed hire, no matter the store. It could be Victoria's Secret, Forever Twenty One, uh, Abercrombie, Hollister, Spencer's. I don't care. You are 
hired. So backup QBs, hear me out. If you find yourself out of a job, just know you got all that earpiece experience and it's a specific hard plastic ones because those are the ones that they, they wear. So it's not not the cool Agent Smith in-ear uh, buds, you know, that's more subtle with the little squiggly uh, clear thing on the back of your ear or anything like that. No, no, no. This is a specific one and it's outside. It doesn't run up through the shirt or anything. It's outside the shirt. It's just dangling. Uh, I mean, am I wrong? No, of course I'm not wrong. You're welcome. Bruce Arians wears his clear comm. Sorry, a lot of these are football specific because I had him while I was watching football. Bruce Arians wears his clear comm like an ammo sash. Oh, this. I know I brought this up on the NFC Lease podcast. I love this. Bruce Arians, if you don't know, he's the coach of the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Clear comm, if you don't know, is what they use to communicate. It's their headset, right? And so it's a little box and stuff. And 99.9% of all the coaches wear... Every well, everyone from like the beginning of time has worn them around their waist. It's a it's a belt, and you put it on your waist. You have your little box. You hit your little button, and it, and you can talk in your headset and do all that, right? Well, then all of a sudden this year, out of nowhere, Bruce Arians goes, Mm-mm, "Rambo, we got the goat and Tom Brady." So I'm going Rambo mode, freaking like an ammo belt thrown across his chest. He he runs it like a sash, and he has just this big square box. So he's just sitting there on his chest. And you can tell when you look at him, he definitely thinks he looks so cool doing that. And he's definitely like, I'm the only one who did that. Or when other people start doing that, oh, you know, I started that trend. It's the first one. He de- it definitely makes him like, he definitely feels that his street cred goes up like, I don't know, two and a half points on that, which puts him at like one point. Yeah, he was in the negatives. No, not really. But Honestly, and if you haven't seen that, look it up. It's it's incredible. Like, it's nothing super special. It's not as funny as that video or anything or the Andy Reid. But it's just a quirky thing that I find very entertaining. So guess what? You get to listen to it. Oh, this one's more of a complaint. Spotify. Look, look. I think we all saw the writing on the wall with Spotify when they... When they made that deal, well, that they had already started pushing podcasts more, and then they made that giant deal with Joe Rogan, and I was cool with it, because I have Spotify Premium, I've been using Spotify a long time. Well, Spotify randomly will do this thing where it kind of ghost undownloads certain songs on playlist or, or whole playlist before, and it's kind of annoying, right? But it's like, eh, I can kind of get over it, it doesn't really happen that much. Well, Joe Rogan, you know, also has the video aspect. I didn't realize Spotify was adapting the video to... Just like the album artwork. So basically, you know how normally you click and a lot of times it'd give you like, I don't know, cool backstory or some of the lyrics or whatever. Now it's, if there's a video aspect, it's embedded in that. And so it automatically goes to video. So pretty cool, right? Yes, but for me becoming more of an inconvenience because so I download and I listen to offline. So I don't, cause I don't have unlimited data. So how this complicates things is and when I try and download an episode and then play it, it's been telling me, yeah, I can't play back, can't play back, can't play back. So I actually got mad and tweeted at Spotify. I was like, yo, what is the deal here? So, and surprisingly enough, they tweeted back at me. And so, and we started DMing and they were giving me some solutions. And so like they had me go to the settings and you can set it to when you download it, only downloads the audio. Well, that sort of fixed the problem, but here's the kicker, Right. You, so you click that, so I'm like, all right, if I download something that has video, it'll only download the audio, so we'll just play the audio, right? Well, apparently that still doesn't jive if I'm online, in, on Spotify. 
So when I, I downloaded it and went to play, and it gave me some other random error about location-based or something stupid. So then I was like, man, what do I do? I was like, well, maybe if I go all the way offline in Spotify. And I did, and that worked, and that fixed it. But now I find myself bouncing back and forth between offline and online, because typically I'm online, because when I'm somewhere where I have inter- where I have Wi-Fi, there might be an episode I want to download or something, and so I go to that, it's like, gotta go back online. Well, then I want to listen, so gotta go back offline. And it's become a real pain. So, Spotify, if you're listening, fix this, adjust it, I don't know, but we all know they've been trying to become, you know, premier, the premier spot for anything and everything podcast related. All right. Oh, another note. Next note is, it's tax season. Dang it. Yeah, I got I got something in the mail from H&R Block and was like, tax time's around the corner, and then my W-2 came in the mail and I was like, son of a gun, that's still a thing? I don't know, maybe, I guess there was this part of me that was like, eh, we're in a pandemic, taxes don't mean anything, nobody's going to have to pay taxes. Well, except for the part that they passed all these relief bills and are probably going to pass another one that might near bankrupt the country, and that's already basically bankrupt, but more so devalue our dollar, um, Venezuelan style. So, yeah, that's fun to look forward to, but yeah, tax season, so have fun. Don't forget, don't forget to do your taxes. Lastly, something that I think we all can kind of agree with, uh, rotten, the Rotten Tomatoes, how to, how to actually read between the lines on Rotten Tomatoes, right? They're the, they're the go-to for movie reviews and understanding if it's a good movie, right? Well, basically, what I've come to learn is that you know it's a good movie, or you know, yeah, you know a lot of times it is a good movie when the critics give it you know, a bad rating, say 14% or 20% or something like that. But then the audience score is like a 90 plus percent. And you're like, mm, yep, good movie. Because usually what that means is there's something, there's politics. Maybe not overtly in the movie, but with who made the movie or maybe even just a certain general message in the movie. And so the critics come in and they bash it. And then the converse can even be true. Not all the time. This one is less true. But a lot of times what you'll see is you'll see critics giving it an 80 or 90 percent and then the audience gives it a 10%. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that happened with Mulan. Now, I'll fact check myself here, and we'll go we'll go check it out. But, yeah, what spurred this was I uh, recently watched the Daily Wire movie, Run, Hide, Fight. Really, really good. Also really intense. So, just beware. They pull no punches. But awesome, awesome movie. You have to be a subscriber, so maybe it's worth doing, like, the cheapest one so you can go watch it and then whatever. But it's real good. And it got a 96% audience score. Now, I will say this one specifically could be skewed because you have to be a Daily Wire member to to see it. So, enable ads. Continue without disable. I'm so confused. <clears throat> and so, so may, I think that provides some needs to be said skewed, right? Because it's people who subscribe to their service who then get to watch it. Now, the critics, though, did give it a 14%, so I don't think that makes up for all that deficit. I could still see it being an 80% or 70%. Because, honestly, it, there's no overt political messaging in it. It's just a it's a freaking good movie. It's a great thriller. It's very intense. But I'm pretty sure the new Mulan is the opposite. Let's see. Let's pull this up. There we go. Yeah, so Mulan... And you know what's funny is they, okay, it's not as bad as I thought, but you know, they, on some of these two, they've disabled the audience score when there's situations where they know the audience is going to trash it and the critics are going to love it or the critics are going to trash it and the audience is going to love it. So it's, it's, it's just funny to me. So this one's not as bad. It's 73% on the, 
um, tomato meter. So that's with the critics. And then it's a 49% audience score, just under half. So I guess, I mean, there are things to like about it. I I would have given it a 10% score. It was, it was kind of total trash in my book. But the problem with that is you were remaking something and you went away from what the original movie was. So you, you, you already, you set yourself up for failure there. Okay. So it's changed a little bit. So it's a run, hide, fight, 30% tomato meter. So that's the critics. And then a 93% audience score. So it's like, ah, that's a good movie. So little fun fact, little cheat code way to read between the lines, because you know, movies for me, it's when people are like, what do you think about, you know, is this movie good? Should I go see it? Most people are talking from their personal perspective because we all like different kind of movies or we all maybe are looking forward to a movie and have certain expectations and it doesn't meet that or the ending we didn't like. Something, some way, usually, some, something usually happens in that way, shape, or form. So that then prompts, you know, the question. And I've always been cautious of like, or at least being, I need to be aware of who I'm talking to, what kind of movies they like, because a lot of times when you hear people talk about, it's more their subjective side of like why I didn't like the movie. And it's tough to speak into terms of like, you know, was this a good movie versus a not good movie because there's so many factors and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert here. And that's where Rotten Tomatoes is good because, you know, typically critics are the authority and they, they can judge, you know, the, all the specifics and ins and out what makes a good movie and do it. And then the audience is just like, did you like it or did you not more or less? But I think there's an obvious skewing here and definitely something going on in the system. Surprise, surprise, you know, the critics lean left like every other major major media news outlet. But look, that uh, minus like minus literally Fox News, like when it's like eight to one is the ratio. I love it. I love that conversation where it's like, oh, yeah, well, Fox News. And it's like, hold on, I can rattle off every other major news organization and they're all very very biased towards the left but there's like literally one major one for the right and so we can pretend to talk about balance or we can acknowledge that it's definitely imbalanced but that's on my notes in my phone for this episode i'm sure there's things i could go off on but we're at half an hour already that was fun this is fun i'm gonna try and do this some more just take casual notes and then do an episode where i just burn through funny thoughts weird thoughts things that i saw Uh, don't forget the the video that i played the audio for earlier link is in the description and uh send me in any if you have any ideas on things that funny thoughts or ideas that you have or something you want my input on or anything at all feel free to contact the show it's the rambling viking at gmail.com you can email or you can text it's 580-789-9258 send in a text and uh who knows might get read on the show might spark a whole episode you never know so please you know just send something in literally anything come on come on you could it's a text right it takes five seconds it's 580-789-9258 or the rambling viking at gmail that's it for today you guys have a great weekend we'll see you next time